Welcome to Real Estate Hackers, where you'll hear how real estate investors grew something from nothing. Property management is going to become more tech. Our entire business today is based off of a hack. What if you could put $1,000 into an apartment building project on your phone? With YouTube, with podcasts, you can catch up very quickly to a seasoned investor. Now here's your real estate hacker host, Chad Gallagher. What's up, guys? I am super pumped today. Awesome guest, Tim Tepes. This guy started investing and doing things in real estate in 1992. Crazy story. Uh, owns over 60 doors now, but over the years has done over 2,500 transactions. Um, has pretty well seen it all in, on the realty side. He's flipped homes. He's bought and hold. He invests in stocks and has a unique stock strategy. He's just finishing off now flipping an entire neighborhood uh, owns five warehouses, amongst other things. Um, really just a lifelong career in real estate, helping people transact, um, but also uh, creating passive income. And so uh, owned a construction company for a while. Just a really great story. And uh, I think you'll learn a lot from Tim. Excited to have him on our show. So Tim, give me a good uh, give me a good landlording story. Good landlord story? Yeah, come on. All right, I'll give you a good one. I'll give you some bad ones. All right, I'll give I'll give a bad one first. So I had this client move in, and it was April first, and it was funny. It was April Fool's Day, so she moves in, no big deal. April fifteenth, I get a phone call. Tax day of all all days. I'm out to dinner with my wife and friends, and the neighbor calls and says, "You know, my house is really stinks of marijuana. It really stinks of pot." And these are brand new townhouses. I mean, this is a nice community. She goes, there was a van here yesterday. And the van pulled in the garage. And they were in there for like 10, 15 minutes. The van was really low in the back. There was a lot of people, just shady people. And next minute, they all left. And she goes, now everything smells like marijuana. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I said to her, I said, I can't do anything. Call the police. So she calls the police. Ten minutes later, I get a phone call from the police officer. He says, you need to come over here. We're outside. It really smells. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, get over here. So I drove over there. and They put a ring doorbell on my unit, which I don't allow doorbells to be switched out. But they put a ring doorbell on. So I rang the doorbell. And she said that uh, she's not home. We're not allowed to come in the unit. And she goes, I don't know what the smell and odor is. But my boyfriend was just there. And he is a legal car to smoke marijuana. That's probably what you smell. And the so this is the neighbor to the person who like complained. Meaning, yeah. yeah. So the, the house that the, the complaining house was an end unit townhouse. So the okay. one in the second unit in was one complaining. So she says, after a while, she says, if you could get into my house, you could do the search. So now there's a garage, but I don't have the garage door openers because I gave her the openers. I don't keep the openers. And so I go to try the front door and they have one of those metal bars going down up against the door lock. Right. Oh, yeah. And I could see in the windows, they have two by fours cut. So you can't even try to open up the windows, even though the windows are locked, they're new Anderson windows, but they had that cut. And even above the, the front door in the little windows, they had cardboard covering the windows. Like this is odd. So anyways, I try the front door. I just put all new plant cover. It's all new plant cover flooring in there. Cause it's a newer unit. Right. So I start shaking at the door because I had a lot. It starts sliding on the hardwood floor. I got my hand and I pulled the bar away. Soon as you got that open, the smell just came ridiculous to you. 
We walked right in the house. You didn't see anything. We went right to the basement because that's where we went. That's where the smells come the strongest. Went right to the basement. There were probably eight folding tables going along the wall with just a big plastic Tupperware bins filled with marijuana. And the smell, believe it or not, was so strong. There was so much of it. There was scale set up. There was accounting machines. There's bags on the floor with cash, cameras everywhere. Did, did they have? Did they have lights down there? Is that? Oh no, no. They had. They were growing. They were buying and just dealing. Oh, they were just dealing. They weren't. Yeah, growing. this was. They just had those big Tupperware tubs, those big, big plastic bins you buy at Walmart or you throw all your Christmas lights and garbage in. They must have had about. I don't know. I lost track count on how many they had, but it was like over a hundred pounds of marijuana. Wow. All, all marijuana. Like it was all just marijuana. Like, well, there was, there was other drugs that they found too, but it was mostly marijuana because that's what gave off the smell because they just got a fresh shipment in. It was just brought in and it, it smelled. The police officer takes the money and starts flashing in front of the camera. He goes, I suggest you come home now. You're busted or there's a search warrant for your arrest. Oh and my gosh. we're going to leave the house right now. We have cameras. We're leaving the house. We're going to get a complete search warrant for the house. Well, I forgot how many hundreds of pounds of marijuana was in that house. And they were trying to claim it was recreational use. And the <laughs> cash they won in a lottery, but they didn't claim it. Right? <laughs> how and much then, cash do you think was that? Like, 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 oh, like, like $10,000? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, cash was close to 100000 Oh my gosh. Yeah. So here's the best part. So that was April 15th. They don't come back. They're gone. She sends somebody to the house to get the rest of their stuff after the police ripped the whole house apart. They got the guns, they got the marijuana, they got all the money, got everything. The house was spotless. It was a clean house. It looked good. They paid their first month's rent, security deposit. She checked out perfect, but her boyfriend just looked bad. So, anyways, um, now she still hasn't moved out yet because. Technically, we still have a lease and we're going, it has to go to the courts and all that stuff. So I call her and said, Hey, where's next month's rent? She said, and it was best. She calls me back and leaves the message. If the police didn't steal all my cash and all my money, I would have the money to pay your rent. <laughs> In the beginning, it wasn't her money, it was all her boyfriend. She was throwing her boyfriend under the bus. Well, that changed in a heartbeat. And I just sent that to the police and she was busted. She was out. Then the next month, I had it rented already. But, you know, you have those things. But, you know, and being a landlord, you have good days, bad days, obviously, like I said before. So we had a house that had a drug bust. They weren't growing marijuana, but they were dealing. And and the the tenant was this dear old 75-year-old woman who lived there for a while. It was her grandson who was dealing out of the, out of the house. And in our case, you actually got off a little better. In our case, they didn't even tell us because... I guess they didn't want anyone to even know. And so they did a whole raid of the house and bust in through all the doors and all the windows. And, and they created easily ten dollars to $15,000 in damage in raiding the place, ransacked the house, tore everything apart, and then, then called us the next morning and said, hey, just so you know, we just raided your house. So There's a drug dealer. And there you go. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, what do you that's a tough one, you know. Yeah, it is. Like, you know, and it's funny is because drugs right now are becoming very, very hard to deal with with people because it's becoming too easy and stuff like that. So, before marijuana became legal and all that other stuff, is I had a problem. This probably goes back 15, 20 years ago in one of my buildings where it was suspicious that somebody moved in and they had the windows open and the neighbors complaining they smell it. 
So I just put a simple note out, an email to everyone saying, hey, the, the local police force just got a canine sniffing dog and they're going around different places and they're going to test. They're going to put like different stings and shrubs or bushes to see if the dog could really react and pick up the odor and the scent. So if you see the dog around the building and, and just guys walking around looking like police officers, they're just doing a test, nothing to be alarmed. The next day, those people gave me the notice and they moved out. That's awesome, Tim. So I got rid of them, you know, in, in a nice way. But, it is know. wild. That's a good, good, good stories, Tim. I, I like I mean, your I like your marijuana growing one. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Real Estate Hackers Show. If you've not yet become a member of Real Estate Hackers, you can do that for free at realestatehackers.com. Get access to all the amazing real estate hacker deals from incredible vendors, a ton of content and materials for you, the investor. You can follow Real Estate Hackers on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. If you can give us a five-star review for the podcast, I would personally really appreciate it. We read every review, and thank you so much for helping us grow this community for you, the real estate investor. Thanks again.